This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Thursday, the 15th of September. Justin, it was not a good day to be a share on the ASX. <laughs> 200 dropped 2.6%. And although that may not sound like a lot, mm-hmm. works out to be a $60 billion drop in value for Aussie shares. Ouch. The biggest daily drop since June. And a bit of a heartwarming story for you, B-Man. Yes. Elon Musk's college sweetheart is auctioning off a card from the Casanova himself. Ooh. Musky wrote, Happy birthday, Jennifer, a.k.a. my boo-boo. <laughs> and now, the birthday card is expected to sell for over 10000 US dollars. Love it, Justin. Three romantic stories today. Let's do it. For our first. Canva has announced a massive product expansion that will pit its product directly against Microsoft Ooh. and Google for large business and enterprise customers. Wow. First it took on Photoshop, but this is a whole new level. So what's happening here? Well, we've spoken many times about Canva, mm-hmm. the graphic design platform, which is used to create pretty much any and every graphic. There's social media graphics, there's presentations, there's posts. And one of the meanest background remover features (laughs) that I've ever used. Now, Brett, Canva was always tackling a pretty massive market. But it's not satisfied with that anymore. Canva has just announced a whole host of new work suite products as part of its product expansion. Think Canva Docs, which will take on Google Docs for interactive documents. Think Canva Websites, which will take on Squarespace and Wix as a website builder. Or think Canva Whiteboards, which will take on Miro, the brainstorming tool. And it plans to take on all these markets through its product-led growth strategy. So what's the key learning here? Product-led growth is a business model that uses the product at the core of customer acquisition, retention, and expansion. You see, Juzzy Boy, Canva started as a direct-to-consumer product, helping everyday people make better design. These everyday people started to use the product in their workplace, and word spread. Then Canva started to dominate the small business and sold traders market around the world. But Brett, now it's clear that Canva is aiming to break into large organizations where more of the moolah lies. And they reckon that employees in, say, a sales mm-hmm. team, they start using Canva first for pitch decks and the product catches on virally throughout the company. Next minute, they've got about 87 million monthly users, including 10 million paid users. And with this new product suite, Canva will look to land and expand even further in organization. For our second story, Christmas may have come early for Instagram creators who are getting gifts as part of a new tipping feature that could become a key part of Instagram Reels. Ah, the old tipping culture, tipping over into the digital world. So talk me through this one. Well, Instagram's obviously trailing well behind TikTok. Yeah, as we mentioned yesterday on the pod, Reels has less than 10% daily view time as TikTok. That'll hit Zuck right where it hurts. (laughs) We know that Instagram's been criticized for its algorithm and its general business model, but internally, it's been really concerned about its inability to tap into new creators. Get this, an internal meta document shows that almost a third of the Reels posted so far Mm -hmm. were actually reruns that had been created on other apps (laughs) like TikTok. So now, Instagram is internally testing a tipping feature. Right, what would this do? Well, essentially, it would enable fans to send gifts to creators in the form of cash money. And this would give creators a new way to make money on the social network. So what is the key learning here? Now that creators have become a cornerstone of social media apps, social media companies are now scrambling to help them monetize their talent. First, it was things like creator funds. That's where platforms like TikTok and Insta and YouTube, they pay creators directly. Then it was the creator marketplace. That's where brands like, say, Nike or Combank, they pay creators to advertise their products. And now we're seeing tipping become a key part of the monetization strategy for creators. That's, of course, where fans pay creators when they appreciate their work or talents and get not, you know, nothing in return. <laughs> Apart from entertaining or <laughs> inspiring content. And Justin, while this may be the first time you've heard of this, mm-hmm. it's already taken off on TikTok with its rewards feature. On Twitter with its tip jar feature. Even on Tumblr, which also has its own tip jar feature too. 
too. For our third and final story, Ferrari, the luxury car maker, has finally succumbed to the SUV trend after resisting it for years and years. Vroom, vroom, Jazzy boy. <laughs> Talk about a 180. What's the story here? Okay, so Ferrari is the Italian sports car maker that is arguably the creme de la creme of the car market. The brand has become something of a legend yeah. in the car industry. It's got the F1 racing team that's won 16 constructors titles. And it obviously sells its luxury sports cars, which start from around 300,000 bucks, but often cost closer to one mil. Now, Brett, Ferrari's always been about the purity of the vehicle. So the thought of an SUV type of car was absolutely blasphemous. Despite the fact that other luxury car makers like Bentley, Rolls-Royce, Lamborghini, they've all produced these babies. But now, Brett, in a bigger about face than Elsa Clarkson returning to coaching, <laughs> Ferrari has announced they'll be releasing a four-wheel drive. Guess the pull of the money couldn't be resisted for even the biggest purists. So what is the key learning here? Striking the balance between maintaining a strong brand and following market demand is a challenge for all companies that are looking to grow. We know that Ferrari has built an absolute powerhouse of a brand. Correct. It has a brand strength index score of 94.1 out of 100. Wow. Well ahead of any other car maker. But here's the thing. 40% of vehicles sold around the world are now SUVs. And this figure is even higher in the luxury market. For example, last year, 60% of Lamborghini sales were from SUVs. Rolls-Royce also achieved its best sales, largely thanks to Hello, the SUV. <laughs> so Ferrari is now following the crowd to bank some juicy SUV revenue. And now it just needs to make sure it doesn't compromise on its brand. Mm. Fluxam, we want to hear from you. If you're enjoying the pod, make sure you give us a five-star rating and let us know in the reviews. Or you can hit us up at Flux.finance on TikTok, Instagram as well. Thanks for listening and we'll see you tomorrow.